Hi. <laughs> Welcome. We actually haven't thought of how to start. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> we're doing great, Chelsea. We're doing fabulous. We decided to start a podcast on two things we talk about far too often. Yeah. I guess the two things can be summarized into true crime and supernatural, but really it's just all the freaky shit that does or does not happen in this world. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll be switching topics each week. Mm -hmm. So this week I'm doing the supernatural and Zoe's doing the paranormal. Nope, that's the same thing. <laughs> Zoe's doing true crime. Yeah. And then next week, I will do true crime. And I'll do paranormal. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. That'll be fun. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about yet. I have far too many ideas. Okay, well. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I get weird inspiration. This one came from... One of my classes, Ooh. we had to watch a movie about this, and I was like, you know what? It's actually really interesting, and it's not that scary, so. <laughs> it's fucked up, but it's not that scary. That's fair. <laughs> um, as Zoe knows, I spent this morning just looking at, not looking, watching creepy videos. <laughs> and... Great way to start your day. <laughs> Great way to start my day. I was gonna come over here to record, but you had homework. Yeah. So which I didn't completely finish. That's fine. I have one more quiz due at midnight, so we're fine. We're fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> so Chelsea, where did we get the idea for the name of the podcast? Where did we? <laughs> we had a lot of name ideas. Our favorites were... Already podcasts. Already podcasts. Yeah. Which is fair. Mm -hmm. So we came up with this name, Vibin' or Dying, because... Did I come up with it? <laughs> I think you did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... Figured we vibe a lot. We say the word vibe a lot. Yeah. We also often say that we're dying or dead. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I think it works for us. It basically summarizes the two moods that we're in or a combination. Yeah. Because we can't be both. And I feel often are. Okay, cool. <laughs> we're, and back. we're back. <laughs> like how we both had the same idea. So, in light of the title just being explained, are you vibing or dying? You know, I'm vibing. Yeah? Yeah. I was totally expecting you to say dying. I usually am. I have been lately, but, yeah. like, I'm doing pretty well. Actually, I'm not doing that bad either. This morning, I woke up thinking I was going to say dying, but then Same. I felt accomplished after the oh, well. compiling of notes, and so now I'm vibing. No, I just slept last night <laughs> <laughs> amazing what sleep can do amazing i slept for like 10 hours i bet you'll be getting a lot more sleep now that you have to work a lot it's 40 hours <laughs> until you get used to it yeah 
the first day you'll be tired and then after that you're like yeah. ah i'm not used to standing on my feet that long <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not good no it's, it's gonna be a time yeah i don't know if you ever get used to it honestly we'll find out i worked at subway i only worked at subway for like a month but i never got used to it it was awful I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So who wants to go first this week? I don't know. I don't know either. We didn't think about this either. <laughs> we did not. Wait, we should flip a coin. Do you have any coins? I don't. My keys are right there. <laughs> do I have a coin? We'll find out. I don't think I do have a coin. I don't know what I always do with my change. Do you board. have like a bunch of coins in your purse? No, not anymore. I looked for them the other day and was like, where did they go? Um, I do not have a... No. Don't look up, flip a coin. No, I was texting Casty back, oh, apparently. Wow. So, the town I live in, it has, like, 200 people in it, right? And we have a siren that'll just start going off in the town when there's something happening in the town and it just went off and I'm always curious of why it's going off. That's like weird. there there was a fire near town one time and it went off and then also like if someone has a heart attack or something, they'll just sound the siren and then it gets like past word of mouth like, oh yeah, you know, Betty, <laughs> she fucking died. So oh the siren went off. It's so weird. That I is never, really weird. I don't know who sounds the siren. Or why we have it, but it is so fucking loud. <laughs> so yeah, is it like those um apocalyptic movies? Yeah, it's, oh, an, it's really? an apocalypse siren. It's oh my insane. gosh! I realized when I started telling you that most towns actually don't have that. Probably, I never did. Yeah, we're very used to it though. And I live in many rural different. towns. You've oh. yeah, you've been around. I've been around. It sounds like yours. <laughs> around <laughs> i mean no <laughs> um heads or tails Ugh. to for true crime to go first uh tails tails shit okay <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't actually ready to go first but it'll be fine so chelsea and i do not know each other's topics no and I don't know if I will know it when she announces it. Yeah, I really hope that you do. Because Cassidy, my boyfriend, he did not know what this was. And it honestly shocked me because I feel like everyone knows. It's kind of a household name. It's a weird way to say yeah. it. But like, <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I am going to be talking about Bonnie and Clyde. Oh my god. I know. Oh my god. Okay, I'm glad you actually do. I was like, wait, yeah, how does Cass right? not I was know? Like, how do you not know who Bonnie and Clyde are? Like, does that ring a bell at all? He's like, no, not at all. Like, everyone should know. The true crime couple. I know. Right. They're adorable. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look. In their own way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely in their own way. It's a little weird. The movie that we had to watch about this after researching, there was a lot of inconsistencies and also things that they hinted at in just really odd ways. I'll get into that as I talk, but like the perception of them, 
has kind of been warped over time of like what they actually did and what the public think they did and like I have no idea what they actually did. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> I knew who Bonnie and Clyde were. I knew they had guns and stuff. I don't I didn't really know what they did. Okay. So, anyways, let's get into it. We're going to start way back because way back. their backstory is I feel like it's important to who they became. So, Clyde Barrow was born on March 14th, 1909 in Ellis County, Texas. And Bonnie was born a year later, October 1st, 1910 in Rowena, Texas. Um, Before Bonnie started her life in crime, she was an honor roll student and was known for her creative writing. She also wrote poems. I didn't feature her poem because I didn't feel like reading the whole thing, but she does write a poem about her and Clyde later on. And it's actually pretty good. Um, She also when she was, like, a teenager, gave introductory speeches for local politicians and stuff. So, like, I don't know. She was high up in the community, apparently. She was vibing. Yeah. Um, Both of them were born into really poor families as children. And Clyde's family was, like, especially poor because they had seven kids. He was the fifth youngest. And him and his siblings were so poor at one point that they had to sleep under a wagon. And then they worked hard enough to earn enough money to buy a tent. And it was like getting a mansion to them. Like, yeah. So they, they had rough lives. Um, <laughs> as a teen, Clyde was rejected from the Navy because when he was a kid, he had like yellow fever or something. They don't really know. But some like medical issue from when he was a kid led the Navy to not wanting him because the medical issue was still prevalent, I guess. But... Before he found out he was rejected from the Navy, he got USN tattooed on the inside of his arm, <laughs> which is so sad. It was really sad. He like gets rejected, and then he turned to crime because the Navy didn't want him. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Um, well, uh, my friend just joined the Navy. <laughs> yeah. Was not rejected. That's good. <laughs> and he is at a, it looked like a hotel. Interesting. I don't know if it was. Probably not. Yeah. My friend Eva, she's in the Navy and she was on the ship or there's a lot of ships. One of the ships that like had the virus outbreak and then she got quarantined in a hotel for two weeks and then got put back on the ship. And I'm like, why? What is the point? So yeah, Navy's wild and they didn't want him. I mean, and he really wanted them apparently. No acquitted love. Yeah, it's a little sad. He never got over the Navy. <laughs> um, in 1926, a week before Bonnie turned 16, she actually got married to a man named Ron Thornton. And then, like, three years later, 1929, they got separated, but they never actually divorced. So oh. they, they broke up, but they were still married for the rest of their lives, which is kind of weird. But also, I, I I don't know. They had banks to rob. They weren't trying to get divorce lawyers involved. I don't know. Yeah, Ron goes on to do some criminal stuff, too. He was actually oh. in prison when Bonnie and Clyde met for murder. So Ron's a whole nother case that you could get into. But okay. Yeah, he, he dipped out of the picture. Um, yeah, so while Bonnie was getting married and stuff, Clyde was doing a bunch of criminal things, but his start of crime was actually pretty, um, weird. 
1926, the same year that Bonnie got married, he was arrested for not returning a rental car on time. Interesting. Yeah, he used the car to go visit an old high school girlfriend and then forgot to return the car. I don't know. He just didn't return it on time and got arrested. But the charges were dropped like a week later and he got out. And then three weeks after that, him and his brother, Ivan Buck Barrow, who will come into the picture later. What a name. I know. We're just going to call him Buck from here on out because that's what they called him in the movie. And that's how I like visually identify him now. Okay. Yeah. But three weeks after this whole rental thing, they got arrested for stealing a truckload of turkeys. But it wasn't the truck. It was the turkeys. It was their truck. <laughs> and it was the turkeys that they stole. <laughs> And so I love that. That's how his crime started. I mean, I guess he was trying to. You know, the 1920s was my era. Yeah. To be a thief. Oh, man. See, the thing is, all of this happening in the 1920s and the Great Depression kind of led to some sad outturns that I'll oh. get into. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, but yeah. Um, Clyde started out young, you know, he was just. Living his life trying to get turkeys. I don't know why he needed so many turkeys. I get stealing a turkey to, like, eat because they were poor, but, like, a truckload of turkeys. Why not, you know? He was bored, I guess. If you're going to steal one, might as well steal them all. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So, finally, in January of 1930, Bonnie and Clyde met in Texas, and there actually isn't a whole lot about how they met. They just kind of met and were like, you know what? Let's start robbing places together. So they did. Bonnie was 19 at the time and Clyde was 21. Um, Yeah, they started their journey just by stealing cars and then robbing places and then stealing more cars and robbing more places. (laughs) And that's basically all they did. Uh, My dream in the 1920s. Here's a picture of Clyde. He's adorable. He's such a bean. He, his side profile, he looks... Yeah. Older. Yeah. And then he looks like this a is him. teenage boy. Yeah. This is him in, at 21. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it, the reason I put this is because he looks really soft and what I'm about to get into is actually really fucked up. Probably the most fucked up thing that will happen in this story. <laughs> so oh I thought my. the contrast was really great. Oh my. Um, so in April of 1930, this is after they had met up just a few months after because they met in January. Um, Clyde went to Eastham Prison Farm for two counts of burglary and five counts of auto theft, and he had a 14-year sentence. So, Eastham Prison Farm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, East, East, East Ham, anyways, (laughs) it's in Texas, and it it was really bad. Um, They were known for their beating and torturing of prisoners, and apparently there was also a guard who would just kill any prisoners he didn't like and be like they were trying to run away. So like, so yeah, it was bad. That Yeah. Um, this is why in the 1920s, I would not have gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Zoe knows it's my dream that I was a criminal in a past life. <laughs> Specifically the 20s. I don't know why. I don't it know was, how this happened. It was an interesting time. It was, yeah. I mean, <laughs> apparently. In some ways it was good and in others it was not. But I know. was thriving in the 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we believe. I mean, but yeah. No proof, but we like to No think. proof at all. <laughs> you have to go to like, would a medium be able to tell you your past life? Who does that? It's a great question. Zoe, we should go. Okay. We we'll, should find one. We'll work on that and we'll get back to you. <laughs> 
Yeah, so Eastern Prison was really messed up and honestly, probably a place that was like featured in Ghost Adventures, if it's still around. I didn't Google if it ever got like torn down or something, but like some to keep our eye out for because it was a messed up place. So anyways, after this, Clyde changed quite a bit. A fellow inmate of his, Ralph Fultis, said he watched him change from a schoolboy to a rattlesnake from his time spent in the prison, which was quite a phrase. I know, right? What a guy. It was only two years that he was in the prison. Only two years. But do you want to know why things went really bad for him while he was in the prison? Tell me. Ah, well, the first thing that we're going to start with, there's there's two things. One, um, an inmate by the name of Big Ed was sexually assaulting him. No one was going to go there. Of course. That's, yeah. It was not a great time. And he went on with the abuse for a while. But one night, Clyde decided to take care of it and beat Big Ed to death with a pipe in one of the bathrooms. A pipe, which is wild to kill someone with. Is it? I don't know. I just, <laughs> blunt objects really shock me when people kill that's, them. I'm like, that's fair. It's harder. But I feel like it happens. Quite a bit. I mean, it makes sense for a prison. Like, it's not yeah. easy to get sharp things. You know? Yeah. A shiv. Right. Yeah. So anyways, he kills this guy. And then a homie with an unknown name. I don't know who his name is. Okay. <laughs> they didn't say. Another inmate who was already serving life took credit for the murder. So that way Clyde wouldn't have to. He is a homie. I know, right? What a homie. He was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just take credit. So yeah. And then a little bit later on... So the prison was a work prison, right? So you had to like, it was a farm, you had to work, that kind of thing, right? So instead of working, because it was just like brutal, tough hours, like they probably didn't give you water. I don't know. It was a messed up place. So he thought if he couldn't walk, then they couldn't make him work. Oh my. So he cut off two of his toes with an axe. Oh my. Which was his left big toe. And then the one right next to it, he cut off like the tip. I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> How did he have an a- access to an axe? I don't know. I was thinking that. And why would it, he kill that person with the axe? Oh, there's another part in here where I question. I'll, I'll get to that. But okay. like, yeah, I'm assuming that for part of working, they had him using an axe and he like did a work accident or something. I don't know. But he cut off his toes. And so <laughs> the other point is at some point while he was there, he knew Bonnie. They had met. So... She tried to get him out of there by smuggling him a gun that he did use to escape, oh. and then he was re-pa- recaptured and brought back. He did have a gun at some point. I'm assuming this could have happened after he killed Big Ed, but if not, he had a gun, so he could have... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. This, yeah. Um. Anyway, so six days after the toe thing, in February of 1932, he was paroled. Oh, okay. So cutting off his toe was completely pointless. <laughs> and he lives the rest okay. of his life with a bad lip. Because he cut off his big toe out of all the toes. I mean, if you're trying to not work, yeah, it makes sense. I get why you'd go for the one that's really going to make you not have to work. I don't know if they paroled him because he couldn't work anymore or if they paroled him for something else. Just, I don't know. I don't know. Back then they were like, ah, if you're not working, you're no use to us. Also, he had tried to escape, which I think is weird that he got paroled. Yeah. For like, I don't know. But he was paroled, and he joined back up with Bonnie, and they kept doing their crime. And then just a few months later, because that was in February, so in April, wait, is that, no, that's two months, okay. I thought <laughs> April was right after February. So yeah, that classic February and then April. It's, 
March just doesn't exist in my mind, I guess. Anyways, Bonnie was arrested after robbery. The police captured her and arrested her. And then two months later, in June, she was released because the jury declined to indict her. I don't know why. They were like, hey, she robbed them. And they're like, we don't care. Let her go. And they did. And so while she was in jail, Clyde was still robbing places and making money for when she came back. And he was involved in a robbery in Hillsboro, Texas, during which shopkeeper J.N. Butcher was shot and killed. And the reason I put this in is because this is the first murder that happened in their spree. And this is about the only murder that I highlight. Okay. Because it's the first. I think I mentioned a few more, but the murders are not the big part of their journey. I don't think. <laughs> I get into why later. <laughs> I bet the um, families of the murdered would beg to differ. I'm sure they would. <laughs> yeah, they probably would. Although... Not a whole lot of people hated Bonnie and Clyde, which was really interesting. At the time, even, people kind of liked them. That's fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if it really is, but... <laughs> I, I also talk about that here soon, about why they were liked. But anyways, in later 1932, Bonnie and Clyde began traveling with uh, Raymond Hamilton, but he dipped, like, after, I don't know, it says sh- they said shortly after, I'm assuming it was just, like, a month he dipped, and they replaced him with William Daniel Jones, who they called W.D., in November of 1932. Um, they had this guy basically just because they needed an extra hand for robbing and escaping in the car. I definitely thought you were going to say a fall guy. <laughs> and I was like, I, I mean, I get that. I mean, I that's think, fair. I think they ended up liking him. He stuck around for a while. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah, you, you want to join our... Crime. Yeah. So in the movie that I watched, it's actually a really weird interaction where they get this guy, they're getting their car repaired and he like fixes their car and they're like, Hey, you're really smart. And he's like, thanks. (laughs) And then they're like, we rob banks. Do you want to rob banks with us? And he's like, that sounds scary. They're like, are you scared? And he's like, no. And then goes with them. (laughs) And that's it. That's the whole thing. And I'm like, Okay, so yeah, I don't actually know how they met, and also I hope that's how it went down. Yeah, and also the guy in the movie was Raymond Hamilton. They never mentioned this WD, who was the actual oh. guy that stuck around. Okay, yeah. So I was very thrown off. Anyways, um, Buck Barrow, who we mentioned oh, yes. earlier, Clyde's brother, was released from the Texas State Prison on March twenty third, nineteen ninety three, having been granted a full pardon by the governor. I don't know. 1993? 1933. Okay, I was like, I might have said 93. No, 33. Yeah. Very confused. I don't know if I miss her or you misspoke, but either way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Figuring out the timeline of this was so difficult as well because people had, I don't know, like the FBI has put out a full report, but they also fail to put in a lot of details and fail to do dates. They're just like later that year or something. And I'm like, okay, but I like, I need to know when. But yeah, he was granted a full pardon by the governor and he quickly joined Clyde bringing his wife Blanche, which I love that name. Blanche. Cause every time I hear it, it's so funny that that was like a common name on some point. I, I've heard a lot of people back in the day called Blanche. I don't know if it was common. Interesting. More common than it is now. For a reason. Yeah. <laughs> So, 
these five all get together. It's Bonnie, Clyde, W.D., Blanche, and Buck. And they call themselves the Barrow Gang. So even though it was... Wait, I've heard of that. Right? I did not know it was Bonnie and I didn't, Clyde. Right? I always thought Bonnie and Clyde was Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. I wasn't aware that it was a whole gang. It was a whole gang of people. It's the Barrow Gang. So, yeah, they got together. And once all five of them were together, they started going big. And by that, they just started robbing more places. They Maybe. weren't bigger places, but... <laughs> Maybe I was Blanche in my past life. Oh, man. I, Blanche is a character. I Ooh. hate her and love her at the same okay. time. Makes sense. That would be mean. I feel like she's the only character, character person that I go into great detail with because um, I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, okay. Anyway, so she, they start doing more things basically. And they, for some reason, they get a hold of a camera and start taking pictures of themselves, posing with their like guns and cars and they're like wearing nice clothing and they give it to the press because oh. they, they low-key want to be famous. Also, and, me as a criminal. Right? <laughs> I mean, everyone knows who they are at this point anyways. Like, yeah. they are wanted. So it's like, might as well treat them a little. And so they put out all of these pictures of them being all fancy. And everyone thought that they were, like, really rich and well-off. But they were they were super fucking poor. Um, they, they had to break into vending machines to eat food sometimes. <laughs> What did they do with the money they stole? They didn't get any. It was the Great Depression. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> and they were in, like, Texas. And um, the pro... Okay, so during the 21-month crime spree, that's how long they actually did this for. Almost two years. Yeah. They robbed about 15 banks, and they never in one stop got more than 1,500. Yeah. And... That sucks. Right. They were known for their bank robberies, but they actually robbed a lot of mom and pop stores a lot more often. Oh, and then at sad. those, yeah, and at those stores, they wouldn't get more than like twenty dollars. <laughs> so also sad. Yeah, they would mostly steal food from mom and pop stores, but yeah, yeah. So okay, we're back on. I feel like should we preface what happened Probably. that way if your reactions aren't genuine. <laughs> Yeah. So, about maybe like 20 minutes ago. Maybe. Yeah. Um, the recording just stopped and we didn't notice. So, I finished the entire story and it didn't record. So, we're going to start from where I left off and we'll still discuss, but, you know, all the gasps are not genuine. What, did you gasp at all? I don't think Nothing so. really that shocking. <laughs> I mean, you, everyone knows who Bonnie and Clyde are. Like, the fact that I'm going to talk about them robbing people isn't shocking. <laughs> okay, so I left off with saying that they started getting into headlines across the country, and they took these pictures where they were holding guns with fancy cars, and <laughs> they went around they sent them off to the papers. I, I don't know why. I still don't know why. But they sent them off to the papers and everyone got this idea that they were really rich from it because they were like wearing nice clothes with the nice cars, but they stole these cars. Um, in reality, they were actually very poor and made like no money off of their robberies. So during the 21-month crime spree that they went on, they only robbed about 15 banks and at one bank, they never got more than 1500 which, what would be the equivalent now? That's a great question. We should look that up because, I mean, is that actually... It doesn't seem like a lot. Right. For robbing a bank, it doesn't seem like but, a lot. Um, 
fifteen hundred dollars in nineteen thirty today, maybe. <laughs> Google will know. Google always knows. Spelled in wrong. <laughs> Putting the voice recorder like on the screen so yeah, we can still see it while I go. That way if it cuts out again. Mm. Is equivalent. $23,000. I mean, it's not bad. No, that's not bad. I guess for robbing a bank, it's not bad, but for money in general. God, what were they spending this on? I know Their clothes. Yeah. And they, cigars that they never smoked, apparently. apparently. <laughs> I know that they stayed at hotels a lot because, I mean, they couldn't stay 22. in one place for long. 22000 $22,000. See, it doesn't seem like that much, but I guess when you picture bank robbers, you picture mansions, and 22000 today doesn't buy you no. anything, really. Well, I mean... You could get a car. Yeah, you could get a car, but they stole the car, so... Yeah. You can't get a house. Um, I don't know. They weren't making that much money. So, they're, at that point, known for bank robberies, but in reality, they were robbing mom and pop stores way more often for both money and food um which obviously accounted to significantly less money <laughs> i mean yeah at one point clyde does kill a man that owns a mom and pop store because uh -huh. he's not he's refusing to hand over the money when he kills him he finds out there's only six dollars in the till uh -huh. yeah so it it's rough they're not doing great um yeah but they didn't kill people that often despite that. Um, they actually preferred to spare them if they could, and their general rule was that if you tried to stop them, they would kill you, but otherwise they wouldn't kill you. They, I don't know, they weren't, they weren't out for the murder, they were out for the money. And if you tried to stop them from getting the money, then you died. Um, but they did ca kidnap a lot of people, <laughs> which I really love. Um, yeah, so one time they kidnapped an officer which I did mention earlier is rare because they killed primarily officers but this time they kidnapped him and they just kind of hung out with him and before they dropped off the officer at the next destination he asked Bonnie if there was anything she wanted to tell the press and he she said to tell them that she didn't really smoke cigars <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I I love I really like Bonnie. Like, I feel like she's a little... She's funny. <laughs> Just some of the stuff that she does, it's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know why cigars was the route to go. I don't either. Yeah. I feel like maybe those cigarette holders that they had in the 1920s. Yeah. Maybe she wanted to be, like, shown as a little more posh than, like, a cigar, you know? That's fair. I don't know. She didn't like that perception of her because she didn't really do it. So they... W and... It obviously did get reported to the press because we know about it now. Yeah. So, um, in another instance, after stealing a car, the owner of the stolen car and his girlfriend, or lady friend, as they say, um, chased after them. <laughs> and the whole idea of this was they were just hanging out and they see their car get stolen. And so they hop in the girlfriend's car, chase after them, not knowing it's the Barrow Gang. And then the Barrow Gang is like, 
civilians can't chase us, we're cooler than that. <laughs> so they run them off the road and kidnap them. But, I mean, all in all, it's not that bad. The guy loses a car, but he makes some friends along the way. I mean, they hang out with them. In the movie I watched, they all get burgers together, and they, like, drive all night and, like, laugh and joke. And, um, at one point, the man, H. Dillard Darby, told them that he was an undertaker, and Bonnie thought it was hilarious, which is another reason we love Bonnie, because she's like, ah, you touch dead bodies, that's really funny. Like, (laughs) okay... Um, but they eventually dropped them off and gave the money to get home. So, I mean, their kidnappings weren't bad. Like, on all accounts of kidnapping, which there was a few, they didn't harm the people they kidnapped, and the people seemed to be relatively taken care of. They just wanted to chat. I don't know. Trying to steal some friends. Yeah. (laughs) I guess just hanging out the five of you for, like, two years in a little car, you need some new faces. No. Yeah, so they just kidnapped people to just talk. Um, the public really liked Bonnie and Clyde, which, I mean, even today, we really like Bonnie and Clyde. And the main thing was because they were a couple, so the idea of them being in a couple, they thought they weren't evil. I guess maybe it gave, like, some familiarity. Like, when you think of a criminal, the criminal's usually kind of weird. Yeah. And then they're like, ah, but this is just a couple. Like, I, my mom and dad are a couple. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's the same thing. I don't know. And then... Also, what we really think of them for is their, like, Robin Hood qualities, where they robbed the big banks and stuff, which isn't true, but it's what we're told, (laughs) because when a big bank is robbed, it's reported a lot more, but when a mom and pop shop is robbed, they tell the local cop, but, like, that's about it. So it doesn't really get reported, but they mostly robbed little stores. Reason, while you were telling me the story... Mm -hmm. At one point, I was like, oh, that's kind of like Robin Hood. Yeah. Is when they, um, gave the people the money. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, they the didn't have a lot. didn't have a lot of money. No. <laughs> they had to steal food sometimes. <laughs> but they gave these people, this couple that they kidnapped, money mm. to get home. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the time with the mom and pop shops, they, sometimes they rob them for money, sometimes they just rob them for food as well, which I feel like, in a way, is less bad. I don't know. Like, that's a little more understandable than money, I guess. I don't know. I feel bad. When people have to steal food, I think that, like, but to be fair, the reason they're so poor and stealing food is because their life choices that they made are... That's also the 1930s. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. It's It's a back and forth. They have... They're definitely not just straight up bad people. I think that's pretty agreeable. Yeah. Yeah. So, now I'm gonna start going into the major things that happen because after this point well I mean basically the whole time they're robbing and doing all these things the media is learning about them but I'm just gonna go into like the really big pieces that progress the fall of the Barrow gang essentially the um, beginning of the end that's actually what I have as my little oh point <laughs> I love it yeah Oh, and I don't think I mentioned it, but in total, they only killed 13 people. So, you know, and I guess, I don't know, 13 people for, like, a serial killer seems really bad, but then when you're like, these people were, like, robbing stores, like, all the time, like, 13 people, they really kept it down for what it could have been. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still... 13? Yeah. There's a story that I wanted 
But it has to be done around Christmas. Oh no. That's not good. <laughs> We're talking about bad things. Christmas is a happy time. Ooh, it's it's a, my favorite story ever. No! <laughs> it's amazing. I love it so much. It seems like a book, and it's not. I mean, like, it was turned into a book. Yeah. But it's a true story. And... That's how I feel about the Tiger King. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Maybe. <laughs> but, like... There was a bank robbery mm-hmm. involved, <laughs> and I feel like there was a lot of deaths in this one bank robbery. Yeah. So 13 over two years doesn't seem bad. No, and it was five people that did it. Yeah, this was Minus like... Blanche, four people. I don't, I can't, I don't even think Blanche touched a gun. <laughs> she was relatively useless. She just wanted to be with Buck. Yeah, basically. She was like, my husband's doing this, and she had no escape. Her, this is a really random fact, her dad was actually a preacher, and he loved Buck. And I think that's part of the reason that the, was it the governor, like, dropped all his charges or something? I don't know. Yeah. Like, it was a full pardon? Was that what it was? I don't know. (laughs) I could scroll back up. But anyways, he, I think he got out of prison because of good word from the preacher. Interesting. Which was his father-in-law. And then this happened, and I imagine the preacher is not fond of him anymore. But, yeah. Okay, so, going to the big dates now. In June of 1933, in Texas, Clyde was speeding and didn't notice some construction signs, so, at 70 miles per hour, they hit a roadblock head-on. Yes. (laughs) We love it. I mean... To, for hitting a roadblock for 70 miles per hour, the fact that no one died... That's insane. Is pretty great. I don't even, like, it didn't even say, like, anyone, like, flew out the windshield or anything. Like, the only thing they counted was what happened to Bonnie, which was, she got kind of trapped, like, wedged in the car because she was in the front seat, and the battery acid from it started to leak onto her, and it burned through her flesh all the way to her bone in some places, so her leg was pretty messed up. I still need it. Yeah, it's gross. I can't. (laughs) And from there on out, she had trouble walking. And Clyde often had to carry her. It's so cute. Just like they're like running from the cops. He's it's like, come on, cute. Bonnie, and like scoops her up. And yeah, but I also mentioned now both of them have injured, injured legs. And so <laughs> the idea that Clyde, who already limps, has to now carry Bonnie, who can barely walk, like, it's not looking good for them. No, they definitely can't escape by foot. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I mean. I mean. <laughs> So you wouldn't think. <laughs> yeah. Um, on July eighteenth of nineteen thirty-three, so just like a month after that, the group holed up at a hotel in Missouri, and this is where I was getting confused confused about the Missouri to Texas location, but apparently it's not far away. Um, they were holed up there because Blanche, Buck's wife, was constantly ordering food and paying in silver coins instead of paper money which they found to be odd because, I don't know, I'm really confused about the idea of, like, silver coins, like... That's fair. That's not change. They had the same currency we had then. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't really know. Maybe not. But anyways, this was suspicious. So, they were not having it. Or, I mean, they were fine. They took the money. They took the silver coins, but they were like, something's weird. And eventually they found out that it was the Barrow Gang, and they told the police. 
So late one night, the police came and a shootout happened that ended up wounding Blanche and Buck. Um, Buck was shot and Blanche was blinded. And there's a recounting from Blanche who ends up surviving this whole ordeal where she actually like talks about the night. And basically what happens is Buck gets shot and Blanche gets him into a car so they can all escape during the whole thing. And she kept saying that she doesn't care what happens to her if she loses Buck and stuff. It's very romantic. Um, I guess I'll read this quote again. Please, I love this quote so much. <laughs> she, she has a really good way with words. Um, yeah. So what she says is, I was about halfway to the car when a shot rang out from the station. I turned and screamed. I saw Buck fall and I ran back to him. I wasn't afraid anymore. If he were dead, they could shoot all the lead they had into my body. I didn't fear the bullets. That's so sweet. Like, so sad. I so would, sweet. I would never think to say something that creative, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. She was also, like, had been through a lot. I guess yeah. when you go through a lot, you become more poetic, maybe. 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 I don't know. There's the idea of the tortured artist. Oh, yeah. In a way, I guess that's what she is. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then she also talks about how she got blind so at this point they're in the car and she says my face was turned toward the right side of the car and I had my head bent as near to Buck as I could then a hail of bullets was fired into the right side of the car, right side of the car. I couldn't protect my face because I was trying to shield Buck as much as I could glass broke something hard hit the side of my head I was also struck in my right arm though I didn't feel it at the time but none of the glass or bullets had hit Buck then my vision suddenly faded out all was dark I thought my eyes had been damaged by bullets and glass, but I felt no pain. I was past feeling pain. Then hot blood began to stream down my face, and I thought some of it was the water from my shattered eyes. They got my eyes, I said. I can't see. No one heard me. It's so sad. It is sad. A lot of it is sad. It's really sad. It, I also think it's really sweet that she, like, before goes into how she lost her eyes, she's like, none of the bullets hit Buck. I know. Like, I protected him successfully. That's so sweet. Yeah, and then she goes into how she was blind. And then, I mean, I get that they're in, the, like, the chaos and they're driving away, but the fact that she was like, I went blind and just no one reacted. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so sad. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, it is very sad. But at this point, they're blind, Buck is injured, and... They just keep going. And then less than 10 days later, they were stopped at an abandoned amusement park. Abandoned Ugh. amusement park. Ugh. We gotta go to an abandoned amusement park. It's hard to say, isn't it? I don't know why. But yes, I really love it. I love that that's where this went down to. It seems very movie-ish. It does. Weird it? for the situation of the movie, I guess, because it's like a Western that's movie. True. And an amusement park. I, mean, I guess it's really not Western, though. No, I guess not. I don't know. Anyways, they're in this amusement park, and obviously Blanche's eyes are all messed up, and Buck is injured, so there's a lot of bloody bandages, and some people are like, wait a second, that's really weird that these people are dying. <laughs> and so they look closer, realize it's the Barrow Gang, call the police. The police show up, and another shootout happens. Um, this time, only Clyde, Bonnie, and WD escape, and Buck and Blanche are captured. And during the whole thing, Buck is shot again in the back, and so he dies five days later. This poor man. And Blanche has and to go on without him. Poor Blanche, who doesn't seem to care about life without him. No. I've, 
I'm pretty sure the only reason she is there is because she loved her husband so much yeah. that she was like, just stays with him. So. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't imagine. No. Also, I think it's interesting. WD has very little to do with the story, I guess. Like, he's yeah. definitely a key role, but, like, nothing big happens to him. Like, he's just kind of there every once in a while. They're like, oh, yeah, and WD was there. I'm like, oh, yeah, he exists. Um, but sometime in no- November of 1933, WD was arrested by the police, and Bonnie and Clyde had to leave. So, basically, he joined escaped all the shootouts and then was arrested and that's the history they have on him (laughs) which is kind of sad i feel like he was a key (laughs) character but oh in the newspapers though they did refer to him as pretty boy oh so he was attractive he had that going for him (laughs) i mean yeah um a little bit later on november 22nd bonnie and clyde had another encounter with the police where they were both shot in the leg and <laughs> now they definitely can't run. <laughs> yeah, their legs are just not great. And they did escape on foot in the last one, too. I don't with understand. the injury. Like, uh, I don't know how they did it. But then they get shot in the leg again. Legs. Each. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which legs are shot, but they're not doing great when it comes to moving no. anymore. Yeah. So... They last through Christmas. I mean, January 16th in 1934, they go on another little adventure. Um, Clyde decides to get revenge on Eastham State Prison Farm, where he liberated five prisoners, and in the process, two guards were killed by the prisoners, with the guns given to them by Bonnie and Clyde, but technically, they didn't do it? Question mark? I don't know. (laughs) But... They liberated five prisoners, and on the FBI's website, they seemed really salty about this. I don't know, just the way they did it. And they're like, including, like, this prisoner escaped, and this prisoner escaped. And they're, like, all names that aren't notable. But, like, the fact that they said it, I think, they were important to them, but not to to us. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so he gets his revenge on the prison, which, it's a very small revenge, but... Yeah. Well, I guess... Getting, helping five prisoners escape is kind of cool. I don't know how they that's did true. it. Also, I don't know how many prisoners were there. Yeah, that's true. There might not have been that many. Like, prisoners... Prisons today are full. Yeah. I don't know what back I then. I think they were full back then. Yeah. I mean... Based yeah. on... The stories I've heard. Yeah. Accounts of... That usually lead to ghost stories. Yeah. I definitely think this place could be something that has ghost stories written about it. I feel like... I have seen a Ghost Adventures one of this, but also I feel like I'd remember that Bonnie and Clyde were there. Like, they would have said it, right? I feel like. Well, Clyde of guess, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Maybe they didn't, I, I just brushed over it. I don't know. Um, in your own time, look up <laughs> if there's a Ghost Adventures episode, if you want to see more about the prison. <laughs> but, yeah, so anyways, after that, the FBI eventually gets involved. It's unclear about when they get involved exactly, but... They get involved because of all the automobile thefts. Nothing about the robberies or the murders. It's these cars. The cars. The cars. They're taking too many nice cars. I bet they got... They stole more money's worth of cars than they stole of actual money. Probably. And then they just ditched the cars. Yeah. And so... I don't know if this was recorded already, but, like, why didn't they sell the cars? (laughs) I don't know. Or, like, scrap them and then sell them? I don't know. They could have done something. They could have, like, sold them for parts, even. Yeah. 
Like, I feel like a local store would have been like, oh, yeah, we'll take, like, that part yeah. to sell. I don't know. They could have done something, but they just left him and grabbed a new one. Or, like, if you're stealing cars, if you sell it for anything, you're making a profit. That's true. <laughs> you could sell it for, like, three bucks and yeah. you've made more than you would have just abandoning it. Exactly. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. They, I don't know. They weren't, I guess they were trying to be fast in and out. I don't know. I don't know. But also, they would stay, like, they stayed hold up in that hotel for long enough to people figure out that yeah. they were there. Who knows? But, anyways, because of the FBI's involvement, an FBI agent is, like, obviously investigating where they are, and he finds out on April 13th of 1934 where they have been staying. And he learned that they were planning a party at Black Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Who went to this party? <laughs> um... I don't know, because from what? They were staying with a group of people. Their last name started with an M. It was just a family, and I guess the family was also at the party, but that's the only people they mentioned. It said they planned a party, which is really odd. Yeah. Like, who's going to the party? What kind of party are we they, talking? I thought they only had, like, the three friends. Yeah. I don't know. And they're all either dead or in jail. Right. Well, I mean, the only... Either they're just hanging out with that family, or throughout this, they do meet up with their own families. I mean, yeah, that's Regularly. Like, Clyde's mom, apparently, housed them quite a bit, and also helped him plan robberies, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... She never got convicted for anything. I love that. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Yeah, right? Or recording this on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to Clyde's mom, who honestly helped them figure out a lot of their Apparently. plans. Yeah. She never got in trouble, though, because she would use the fact that she was widowed to get out of things, I guess. But she... The, the, the police or FBI or someone definitely after their death, like took her to court and kept trying to get information like how involved she was because she was very involved in this allegedly she was like my husband's dead you killed my sons yeah basically both of them yeah so she's like you like you killed one pain. of my daughter-in-laws yeah <laughs> the other one is blind because of you yeah i'm going through some shit right now yeah they're like okay fair enough i mean yeah i don't think she ever got in actual trouble but she definitely was what is... I, it's not a pimp, because that's with prostitutes, but... <laughs> mastermind? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pimp mastermind. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, he figured out they were having a party on May 21st of 1934, and they were going to come back two days later. So, the police get together, and they're like, I... We're going to we're gonna plan this one out. So on May 23rd, they hide in some bushes. They know what car they're driving, because I guess their informant gave them this information, too. They see this car coming... And they just unload on with automatic rifles and kill them. I still hate it. I know. <laughs> As I said before, how? Like, what if it wasn't Bonnie and Clyde? Right. What if it was the family? And they're like, you want to take our car? Because there was obvious. I mean, they were having a party. Other people yeah. were there. But I don't think... There could have been people coming home with them from the party. Yeah. They, I don't know. Or they could have been like... Hey, you want this car that we stole? Right. And somebody was like, yeah, might as well. Right, and then they switch cars or something, because that's and what they, they did. And they die instead of... Yeah. No, I don't... 
it seems weird. And I had mentioned there are different accounts where sometimes the police officers would try to stop them and they wouldn't stop and that's why they shot. Um, but the general consensus from, like, few police officers said that, but the majority of the people that were there were like, no, we just killed him. Yeah, so they, they killed him. And Bonnie and Clyde had no time to react and they were dead, like, instantly. Because I go into the coroner found 17 entrance wounds of bullets on Clyde and 26 on Bonnie. That's... Uh... Yeah, so they were dead dead. And there was so much damage that the Undertaker, H. Dillard Darby, the man that they had kidnapped earlier, (laughs) he was their Undertaker. (laughs) He had a hard time embalming them because the fluid they have to put into dead bodies wouldn't stay in. I don't love that. Because of all the holes. Nope. <laughs> I just, it's so great that that wraparound happens. Like, that's something yeah. that would happen in a movie. It really is. And they're like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I wonder, the guy, I feel bad for the guy, though, because it sounds like he was kind of friends with them. Yeah, he was, like, vibing with them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little sad that he had to do that with his somewhat friends. People <laughs> he knew, at least. So, yeah. Like, sure, they stole his car. Mm-hmm. Yeah kidnapped him and his girlfriend or lady friend right but they also vibed with him i mean it seemed like they left on good terms and gave them money to get home they didn't just abandon them and maybe gave them burgers maybe maybe we don't know i don't know (laughs) i was really looking for that i was like when they encountered these people what happened and no one really has that much to say yeah but like i don't know i like the idea that they went and got burgers together that's nice it is nice yeah um So, anyways, a few things that happened after their death. So, right after they died, they were like, hey, the cops just killed Bonnie and Clyde outside of town. And people were like, Bonnie and Clyde, holy shit, they're famous. And so, they go out there and they try to take some souvenirs, which include their clothing and, in some cases, Clyde's finger. Which they don't successfully get. The police stop them. But there is one man who's like, I want the trigger finger because he was a good shot? I don't know. Why would you want a finger of someone if they were a good shot? It's weird, but it tried to happen. And then someone else wanted his ear as well. I don't understand. I don't understand either. It's just... I don't even think I'd go, to be honest. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, that's... Not to a site where somebody was murdered. No, I don't want to see the dead bodies, but these... There were, like, people wanting to take their clothes. (laughs) Like... Yeah, so, I mean, they were famous. I get where they're coming from, but also, it's weird. And they don't successfully do it. Nah. Um, the car that they got shot in, which is now referred to often as the death car, is on display at Whiskey Pete's Casino in Prim, Nevada. Um, this car actually went on a little roadshow tour, kind of. Oh my god. Because this public speaker would go to, I don't know if it was exclusively schools, but... He went to speak to people about how a life in crime can have you end up dead, like Bonnie and Clyde, and then showed the car. I... I Also, what a weird campaign, like... Well, that, and, like, I feel like that's a fucked up thing to show a kid. (laughs) Yeah, so that definitely happened, and then the car gets given to a casino, which you can go see today, which, if something's haunted of Bonnie and Clyde, I feel like it would be the car, maybe? Yeah. I mean, they had so many cars, though. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe they weren't attached to their cars. I mean, it's the one they died in, though. Yeah. Okay, so, um, also, 
really sad thing. It keeps getting sad from here. Um, so Bonnie and Clyde want to be married, buried next to each other because they were in love. And Bonnie's mom didn't support the relationship. I mean, I get where she's coming okay. from. But she didn't support it, and so she says no, and they end up getting buried in separate cemeteries. This is really sad. That is really sad. So, you know, they're not... I don't know. That That's just sad. Like, obviously they did have a relationship of some sort, and she's like, no. Separate cemeteries. Not even, like, away. Just, like, completely... Same city. <laughs> but... I don't know that that's much. It's not. Clyde ends up getting buried next to his older sister. One of his older sisters. Oh my gosh, one of his sisters is dead too. Yeah. <laughs> well, poor was, mother. There was seven kids. A lot Outlived of them were dead. at least three of her kids. Yeah. So, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, not at all. Um, when Bonnie died, she was still wearing her wedding ring from Mother. Ron Thornton. I was gonna say first marriage, but only marriage. Yeah, because I kept, I keep being like her previous husband, but it's her current yeah. husband, yeah. Ron Thornton, who is in jail at the time that she dies, I believe. Yeah, he went to jail in 1933, so. He's in jail, and he finds out that she died, and his quote in response is, I'm glad they went out like they did. It's much better than being caught. Maybe? Which I... am confused. <laughs> About the cemetery thing. <laughs> Going back. back. Yeah, yeah. Back up a bit. Yeah. If Bonnie's husband is alive, yeah. why does he not decide where she's buried? That's a good point. I mean, maybe because he's in jail? Yeah, either because he's in jail or because it's known that they're separated, but like... Like, legally, they are married. Yeah. And legally, it's the maybe, spouse. Maybe he passed it on to the mom? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, you're right. That is weird. But their marriage was obviously a little interesting. The fact that she's still wearing the ring, and then also, I don't know, that quote is just weird. It seems very, like, accepting, I guess, in a way. Like, he doesn't seem salty, but he also is, like, over her. Yeah. I think he's moved on, and I don't think she ever did. <laughs> she was 15 when she married him. Almost 16. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean. Okay. Yeah. She was a little attached, maybe, or maybe it was just a nice ring. That's also fair. She was, They were trying to look rich, so maybe... Or maybe, maybe Clyde just took it and, like, gave it back to maybe. her as a different ring. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, that's the story of Bonnie and Clyde. Which apparently is in her poem. <laughs> it is. I'm pretty sure that's what her poem's called. It's a very good poem. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's weird because I feel like we've know so much about these people, but also didn't ever know their story. Like That's I didn't. True. No, I didn't. Yeah, I knew they were thieves. I knew they died getting shot. I didn't. I, like I think I did, but I don't remember. I thought they died from like a shooting fight. Yeah. Kind of though. I didn't know that they were ambushed and killed. That's it is sad. It's, it's weird being sad because they did kill people and they did rob places, but, like, it's just it's a sad way to go. They seemed like they were having a nice time. Yeah. They were at a party. They were coming to a party. Yeah, and then they just get shot, and it's like, oh. Yeah, it's a sad way for their story to end. It is. 
I mean, WD's in prison somewhere. They never mention him after <laughs> this. Like, I don't know how long he's in prison. Blanche, I don't know if she got jailed or not, but she's blind, so that sucks. Yeah, poor woman. Yeah. Who lost everything. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it is pretty sad. Now she has to go back to her father, who's a preacher. I don't know if I mentioned that in this recording or the last I so. one. I think you did. Yeah. I don't know. Her dad was a preacher, and that's probably where she went home to, because I, I assume, like, that's where you'd go, right? Yeah. I if your so. husband dies. Your parents. Yeah. Or a sibling. Right. I don't know. They don't talk a whole much about her life. She was really kind of the character roped up in this whole thing, I think. It, at least it seems. Yeah. She was there specifically for her husband. What a love. It was cute. It was cuter than Bonnie and Clyde's argument. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They were cute, but like, I don't know. She <laughs> sacrificed her eyes. Her eyes. She was willing to die for him. Yeah. And she was so... I, okay, Bonnie might be a good writer, but Blanche also has a way with words. Yeah. So, I don't know why we're making a competition, but <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of love in this gang. Apparently. Seems I mean, like it. there's two couples. Mm -hmm. And WD. brothers. Yeah. And then WD. <laughs> yeah, WD, in the movie, obviously, maybe not that accurate, but they kind of portrayed him as, like, almost a son of Bonnie and Clyde. Like... Interesting. Yeah, he was third wheeling, but in like a more intimate way than a friend would, I guess. Yeah. Like they like hugged him and like. I I wonder if this is actually true. In the movie, he has a tattoo on his chest that Bonnie picked out for him. Interesting. I feel like that would be something that is actually true. Yeah. There we go. Thoughts. Not what I not what I was expecting. I know. Also, I thought. This took place in, like, the wild, wild west, you know? Mm -hmm. No. Texas. Texas in the 20s. Yeah. The 1920s. Yeah. Or 30s, I guess. Right. I, I feel like I definitely didn't even go into that much detail about, like, the murders and the robberies, and still, this was a very long story. Yeah. The, their lives were intricate. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like it. Yeah. Alright, what do you have? Alright, I'm um, excited. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you the name of it yet. What? Okay, do I have to guess? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a house. Haunted house. Okay, running through. <laughs> um, the address is, or was, they changed it. But it was 112 Ocean Avenue. And New Jersey. New Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yes. I believe so. <laughs> um, it was 30 miles outside of New York City. It was in Long Island. That's where it was. Long Island. Oh, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> so, during the 70s, 1974, to be exact, or well, yeah, so, there was a family that lived in this house. And this is gonna start true crime. <laughs> okay. And they were the DeFeo family. I think I'm saying that right. I've DeFeo. heard of this. Yeah. Okay. And there were seven people. There was Ronald, 
DeFeo and Luis DeFeo, the parents, they had five kids. There was Ronald DeFeo Jr. There was um, Don, who was 18. Allison, who was 13. Mark, who was 12. And John Matthew, who was nine. And I know what this is, but I can't remember the name. I know because of Ronald. That's fair, I guess. Just the name Ronald DeFeo, I was like, oh wait, this is that. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Do I know what this is? Yeah, you do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and Ronald DeFeo was 23 at the time of November 13th, which is when he ran into a local bar at around 6.30 p.m., yelling for help and saying that his parents were shot. Eesh. So several of the patrons followed Ronald DeFeo Jr. home, a.k.a. Butch. Butch? Is that Butch. his nickname? Yeah. Okay. Um, and one of the patrons, Joe Yeswit? I don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> Joe Yeswit called the... I don't know if I'm going to say this right either. <laughs> Suffolk? Suffolk? Suffolk. I don't know. <laughs> County <laughs> Police Department. Okay. Um, police searched the homes and found all of the family except for DeFeo dead. Except for Ronald. Yes. Butch. 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 DeFeo. Gotcha. Wait, so, maybe? I'm thinking of a different one, actually. Oh my gosh. So I'm back to square one. <laughs> Parents. Robert DeFeo Jr. Or senior, not senior, <laughs> and Luis were shot twice. The kids were all shot once. With a. Where did I put this? 33 caliber Marlin rifle. For some reason, I'm stuck on the fact that the parents were shot twice and the kids shot once. Yeah, I thought I, that was interesting too. I guess it's because they're smaller, but some of the kids were older, weren't they? Like, one Don was, was 18. Yeah. 18, 13, 12, 9. Was it a merciful thing, or was it just... I don't know. I don't know. Let's go more into it. So, they were all found lying face down on their stomachs in their beds. It's no fun. No. Um, Butch claimed it was the Mafia. Hmm. And that it was a hitman for the Mafia. Luis Fellini. That's a Mafia name. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, he returned, Butch returned home to the break-in and murders. Mm. Now that story changes later, <laughs> but that's his first story. Um, Luis, Fellini, eh, Luis Fellini, the hitman, yeah, accused hitman, was out of state. <laughs> oh. Well, at the time of the murders. <sighs> so... <laughs> was not him. Yeah. But Butch still claimed it was them, that it was him, hmm. that it was Fellini and an accomplice. Okay. Is the story now changed? Or? Yes. Okay. Fellini and an accomplice broke into the home, held Ronnie, or Butch, mm -hmm. at gunpoint, and forced him to watch his family get killed. Why? Which is odd, because the families were all found in their beds. Yeah, so did he take them from room to room? <laughs> the theory is that they were asleep. Yeah. Because they, most of them were shot in their beds. 
Right. I just... It seems like a hassle to go to each room with him, keeping him quiet while everyone's still sleeping. Yeah. And, like, there was no silencer on this gun. Yeah, so There yeah, couldn't have been work. a silencer. And, no. Um, there was something that was, like, that said, like, how loud it was, like, how many decibels. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a hundred-something. So... And it could be heard. The gun shot would have been heard a mile away. Okay, so, yeah, there's no way they were sleeping. No. Not at all. Hmm. And then, given the fact that their suspect, Fellini, was out of state. Yeah. And that DeFeo Jr. had changed his story. Yeah, that's never good. They started looking into him and interrogating him, and within 24 hours, he confessed. Jesus. He said, and I quote, Once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. I do remember this, but I can't remember. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know. <laughs> um, once I get to the paranormal part is when I'll say what it oh, is. Yeah. Um, Did I hear this as a paranormal story? Yeah. Okay. Um, so around 3.15 a.m., Butch woke up and took his gun, his 35 caliber Marlin rifle, and shot his family. For no apparent reason. Yeah. And he was put in jail, and as far as I know, he's still in jail. Wait, when did this happen? 74. 1974. Mm. I don't like it when things are closer right. to our time period. I get that. But due to evidence, people disputed what really happened. Okay. Um, the family, as I said, didn't wake. Most of them were shot in their bed. Yeah. Um, neighbors didn't hear the gunshots. Hmm. And the only thing they reported hearing was dogs barking. Because they had a family dog. I don't know what happened. I'm pretty sure the dog lived. But, <laughs> um, there was... In Don's room, mm-hmm. there was blood splatter on the floor and the dresser. Not the bed. Interesting. So people thought there was another gunman oh. to kill the parents and the kids. At least one other gunman. Okay. And a lot of them theorized that it was Don, the 18-year-old. Oh. Because she had gunshot residue on her hands. Ooh. Yes. That, I feel like, obviously you can plant that, but why? What but she also needs to shoot the gun to get the gunshot resin. That's true. So, yeah. So, I mean, the theory that is not confirmed, and Butch changed his story so many times. Right. But one of the theories that he claimed, and other people think is possible, is that Don and Butch decided to kill their parents. Because apparently, Ronald DeFeo Sr. was not a nice man. Okay. But some people also said that he was a very nice man. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know. You actually don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they think that... They colluded to kill the parents. So, um, 
Butch had gone to a parents' room and killed a parents. Okay. He's... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not good. No. Um, and then... There's also... This took place on three different floors. Oh, wow. That's a lot of moving. Yeah. So you had to go... I think it went... It was the parents first, and then mm-hmm. the kids. Okay. And I believe the boys were on the... The two young boys, John Matthew and Mark, were on the top floor. Mm-hmm. And then the middle floor, I believe, this could be wrong, right. was Don and Allison, and the bottom floor was the parents. So they did, like, a down-up yes. middle situation. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. They... So there was... So they would have woken up from the gunshots. Yeah. Basically. But they were all found in their beds. Which is why it would make sense for two people. Yes, it would make sense for two people. Or three people. Yeah. And, um... So the theory is that Butch shot his parents and Don shot the kids. And when Butch found out, he was not happy. (laughs) Because that was not the plan. Okay. And he shot her, mm. and then moved her into bed. Right. But there's no way to tell. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would make sense that, I mean, you're in a very high-stress situation that Don could have, like, tried to keep the kids from going anywhere and shot them for some reason, but... But they were in the beds. Yeah, that's weird. So and they were like, all face down, which I think is weird. That ha- no one sleeps, or I mean, I mean some people, people do, but, but like, an entire family. No, I think that's weird. So I don't know if they were asleep, or if they were like, get in bed, lay down, face down. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna claim to know. Right, but sketchy, sketchy. <laughs> so that is the story, the true crime story. Yes. And the house, eleven, or one twelve, Ocean Avenue remained empty for three months. Thirteen months. Not three. <laughs> Thirteen like months. months is not long at all. Thirteen months seems... And then yeah. on December 19th, 75, mm. the Lutz family mm. moves in for $80,000. They buy the house for $80,000. That's really good. Yeah. It's a steal. It's as a I put three in my notes. Story house. It's a three-story house in New York. I'd buy it. And, like, they were told about the murders. Yeah, okay. And... I mean, I'd buy it, but let's see what happens to me if I buy it. So, the Lutz family stayed for 28 days in the Amityville (gasps) house. Amityville. Amityville. Amity. Amityville. (laughs) I don't know, I always struggle with the name, too. Amityville. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, I do know what it is. It's a very famous story. Mm-hmm. It's had many books and movies done. I believe 22 or 23 Wow. movies. How many did you watch? None. Oh. Did you watch a documentary? <laughs> I watched, like, three documentaries. Okay. <laughs> and the newest movie is said to come out this fall. Oh, I'll be watching that then. Let's watch it. Yeah. You know, if it comes out this fall. All right, with everything. <laughs> okay, well, when it comes out, we're going to watch when it. When it comes out. So there was George and Kathleen, the parents, mm. and their three kids, David, who at the time was 10, mm. 
Christopher, who was seven, and Missy, who I could not find an age for. <laughs> but presumably youngest? Yeah, youngest. Okay. Um, within and out, and their family dog, mm-hmm. whose name I put down somewhere. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> within an hour of moving in. Oh, by the way, mm. Butch. Yeah. DeFeo Jr. claimed to have been possessed. Hmm. I mean, if possession's real, that would make sense. But it would, but also debatable. It's still weird. Yeah, it's a still really weird story. Yeah. Um, so, I, wait. One. Okay. I feel like if it was possession, I feel like demons don't care if it's done sloppy or not. And this seems like it was done. They were all placed very the same. methodically. Yeah, it seems. So. I don't know. I don't know. Within an, one hour of moving in, their dog to kill itself. No. I remember that too. No. Yeah. So he tried to jump over the fence and his chain got caught and the dog was choking mm. to death. No. And then he did it several times. No. Do you know what kind of dog it was? You know, I think it was a lab mix. <laughs> well, that's even sadder. Just Labs are so pure. <laughs> so pure. So smart. I don't know why that makes it sadder, but it does. So... They called a fam- a priest. Fair. Or wait, 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 wait. Is that the only reason they called a priest? Maybe? Can I? I don't know. Well, also, like, the story. Right, right, okay. Okay, yeah, I guess since they know the story, they could be skeptical. Yeah. I mean, okay. six I'll people let it, die. I'll let it slide. If they just walked in, their dad, their dog started trying to kill themselves, and they're like, we need a priest for this. <laughs> I don't know, but I guess this is that. Um, so the priest came to bless the house, and in one room, he said not to turn it into a bedroom. Oof. He said that he had bad vibes. Obviously not the wording he used. <laughs> Priest like, yo, man, this room gives me bad vibes, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he didn't like the energy, and he heard a voice tell him to get out. Mm. So... They turned the room into a sewing room. I thought you were going to say they turned it into a bedroom. I was like, great, <laughs> good job, guys. <laughs> Which, I just, I don't remember whose room it was. Mm-hmm. John Matthew, maybe? The youngest? Uh, no. Mm. No, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it was somebody. So, George Lovitz started to change. Mm-hmm. He became snappy, and he was always cold. No matter what. Yeah. Always freezing cold. I remember this. And he said his personal hygiene changed, but I don't know what that means. Hmm. Did he not want to shower anymore? I don't know. Or were showers ineffective? I I don't know. I I don't know. (laughs) But he also began to wake up every night at 3.15 a.m. Ooh. The time of the killing. Oof. And he would wake up to a feeling of unease, and he would be hearing strange noises. Yeah, that's not fun. Yes. And Kathy felt, at one point, a woman in the room with her, and she felt this woman, like, embrace her. Oh. Interesting. Which you think is, like, someone, like, being like, it's okay. 
yeah. like an embrace yeah. is the word that they used. But she also said it caused unease. Okay. But is that because it's a ghost? Maybe because of what the ghost Maybe. is feeling? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But I thought that was weird. Yeah, that is And um, there would be swarms of flies mm. in certain rooms, which happened in the midwinter, which a lot of people thought was unlikely. Yeah, I don't... Flies don't do cold... No. No. For, like, swarms of flies? Yeah. Um, so that was weird. And allegedly, in different accounts I heard, um, the family, the parents, would kill all the flies and then show it off, I guess. <laughs> Be like, look at all these flies. And the flies would be gone. Weird. Yeah. And, um, the parents became concerned because their daughter, Missy, had an Im imaginary friend named Jody. Oof. Who's a giant pig. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember this part. Yes. Maybe I'm blacking it out. That's not... Jody... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Jody was excited that Missy was going to live in the house forever. Oh. Yes. Cool. And there's an account um, where... Kathy found her daughter on the roof. Mm. And Missy said that it was because Jody had said that if she jumped off the roof, she would live with she would be with her forever. I mean, the logic is there, but it's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah. I do remember that. I for some reason I picture Jody as a human. The fact that Jody's a giant pig is creepier, yes. in a way, in a different way. Yes, very much. Yeah. And at night, the family would hear screams and footsteps and voices. Mm -hmm. And the toilets became black. Oof. I don't know if that means, like, the actual toilet or the toilet water. <laughs> I'm assuming the water. I'm assuming the, the water, too. The toilet just turned yeah, black. Right. <laughs> They're like, hmm. I assume it means the water. <laughs> Wasn't that toilet white? Yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> and um, they felt a lot of cold spots. And then... Um, got lost. Hang on. <laughs> um, they would see red eyes staring either into their daughter's room or from their daughter's room or something. Around the daughter. Around room. yeah, around the daughter. You so presumably the pig. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes they would see the pig. Okay. Um. So, where am I? God, they had eventful days. If all this happened in twenty eight days. days, Jesus. And um. Apparently, there was green goo, ectoplasm, green something mm. coming from the walls. Hmm. Yes. I, that one always throws me off. I've heard a lot of ghost stories where they're like, the walls were like getting wet or like bleeding or something. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's weird. I don't understand it why it would happen, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and then on the final day, the final night, people didn't, they don't, the family doesn't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. 
But what they have said is they, um, I believe this was the same night, where Daniel and George were at the garage. Mm. And um, the garage door was opening and closing. Opening and closing. Just like slamming open and slamming shut. Yeah, that's a garage doors are big and yeah. heavy. <laughs> yeah, so it's weird. Yeah. And then they look up into the daughter's room, oh. into Missy's room, and they see a pick, which um, Daniel claims, uh, or he said, and I quote, it was a, or wait, hang on. <laughs> So he said, um, he looked into Missy's room window and saw a, quote, cartoon character of an angry pig with wolf-like teeth and laser beam eyes. Hmm. Cartoon character. But, like, apparently that's, like, what people see. Yeah. And that's, like, the folklore of it. Okay. Um gross um yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then that night um Kath- Kathy or George woke up to see his wife Kathy levitating off the bed ooh and the sons Christopher and Daniel both also said that they they levitated off their beds and their beds were, like, shaking and hitting the wall. Jesus. Which, apparently, the beds were bolted in the ground. Mm, okay, one, why? I, that's <laughs> a great question. <laughs> and also, yeah, that, that makes it... Even yes. if they weren't bolted in the ground, I would have a hard time believing that they were, like... Yeah. Hitting the wall. Like, that doesn't I happen. Don't... Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, why the hell were the beds bolted to the ground? Was that a thing? Maybe? I don't know. That's what I heard. Yeah. That, like, they were bolted to the ground. Maybe right. they weren't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> also, when Daniel and George saw the pig in the window of mm-hmm. Missy's room, Daniel, probably George, <laughs> Daniel ran into the room, mm-hmm. and Missy was in the room, just, like, chilling. And the um, rocking chair was mm-hmm. rocking back and forth on its own. Jeez. So, um... Is Missy even caring about this? No. She's just, like... She's vibing. Jody's just vibing in the chair. I don't know what's going on with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, they leave. They leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, before they do, George calls a priest. Mm-hmm. And is like, we need our house blessed. And the priest is like, yo, get out. <laughs> Um, so he does, they do, they leave, they just leave everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where they stay, actually. Hotel? Hotel or family? Yeah. House? I don't know. Yeah. And then, obviously, people were very intrigued. Mm-hmm. And, um, they wanted to know more about this. Yeah. So, um, at one point, George Lutz did a press conference after saying, he was saying that he didn't want to talk about it. 
Um, but then he did a press conference. Interesting. And then he was saying he didn't want to talk about it, and he didn't want people to know. At the press conference? After. Oh. Weird. The weird thing is this press conference was set up by William Weber, who was the defense attorney for DeFeo. Oh, so maybe it was a way for DeFeo to get off for being possessed? Maybe. Allegedly? Allegedly. I mm-hmm. I could see why he would be pressured into it with everyone being like, what happened? And then after talking about it, being like, yeah, leave me alone. Yeah. I guess. Weird, but it was, it was weird. So everyone wanted to know more about it. Mm-hmm. And one news reporter, whose name I didn't write down, yeah. <laughs> she called... Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are famous psychic investigators. Yeah. Very famous. They were involved in the anim- Annabelle. Annabelle case, <laughs> um, the, con- the movies that inspired The Conjuring, mm-hmm. and multiple other cases. Yeah. So they were very famous, and this news reporter gets a crew to go investigate the house, including Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay. And then other psychics and cameramen and just adults, which comes into play later. Okay, I was like, oh, <laughs> adults? I didn't assume kids were there, but... Yeah, no. Anyways. Um, so... <laughs> Warren said that there were... I assume Lorraine considering she's the psychic one. Mm -hmm. And Ed's just, like, the knowledgeable... Well, not the knowledgeable one, but, like, (laughs) the um, expert, I guess. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Um, They said that there was not only human spirits in the house. Uh Uh-oh. Implying demons. Right, right. Yes. I mean... Yeah. I, I guess the only other option is demons. Animals? A pig? Yeah, a pig, apparently. (laughs) Apparently. Um, So, upon walking in the house and onto the second floor landing, I believe, Mm -hmm. one of the cameramen suddenly got stabbing pains in his chest and, like, had to, like, either kneel down, crouch down, something. But Mm -hmm. he was bent over, holding his chest in pain. Oof. And I believe he ended up dying from a heart attack. Right there? Not then, but, like, soon after? Soonish okay. after, I believe. Wild. Yes. Um, and in an interview, Ed and Lorraine both describe pressure similar to rushing water on them. Hmm. Weird. Which is weird. I'm not ghost sensitive, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I'm, like, trying to picture... I guess, I think I can picture what that would feel like, though. Yes. Uh, so, Ed, they were separated when they felt this, by okay. the way. Oh. Ed was on the first floor, and he was saying the Lord's Prayer. Oh. And he felt the rushing water. Yeah. He described it as, like, a waterfall. Okay. Yes. I get the idea. Yeah. yeah. And then Lorraine was on the third floor, I believe. And she walked into a room, which I, no, not that room, different room. <laughs> um, and she also described this rushing water pressure. Hmm. Um, 
She also described sad, depressed, violent energy or vibes. Vibes. <laughs> vibes. <laughs> they were not good vibes, though. No, definitely not. And another psychic, Mary Downey, said she saw a little girl's face in mm-hmm. a window. <laughs> Heard crying. Mm-hmm. So she went to try to get this girl to find peace. And she was like trying to talk her into finding peace. Mm-hmm. Very sweet, first of all. Yeah. Um, upon, and then Lorraine, upon entering a room, which was the sewing room. Uh oh. The one the priest said not to turn into a bedroom and heard the voice saying, get out. Yeah. Um, she said, and I quote, I hope this is as close to hell as I ever get. Oof. What the hell is going on in there? Just like the energy. Jesus. And um, in that room, I believe in that room, they do a seance. Hmm. Yeah, as you do. I, why that room? Because <laughs> it's the most energy. Yeah, I guess, but ugh. Um, holy water was brought out before the seance, I believe, and they flicked it with the Lord's Prayer, mm. and they heard water on a hot stove. So <laughs> sizzling water. Classic. Classic demon. <laughs> Classic demon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then during the chaos, uh, did I not write this? No, I didn't. But um, Mary, Mary and Lorraine both describe different things they saw. Lorraine saw... I can't remember which one saw which, because apparently I didn't write it down. <laughs> okay. Um, Lorraine saw a group of people in, like, hooded capes. Okay. Like KKK-style capes, or just She described it as, like, a monk. A monk? A monk's cape. Wait. That's a yes. Okay. So weird. It is weird. Yeah. And they were holding hands and not letting her pass. So witchcrafty kind of. Yes. Right. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just not good. Just not good. Yeah. Um. And they. Lorraine. Not Lorraine. Mary Downey saw. Um, something kind of similar, like the people, a group of people. Mm-hmm. There's one that's much larger. Yeah. Like in the black robes. Okay. Robes, I guess is the right word. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Even when you said cape, I pictured a robe. Yeah. Because I, I was like a hooded cape. Yeah. It's kind of like a. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. I don't know. <laughs> um. She said that she saw. A large group of people like I think a hundred people mm. um, and one of them also saw six bodies lined up mm. which also Ed and Lorraine when they did this they knew nothing about the mur- murders okay so they went in just not know mm. okay so yeah they saw the six bodies which was where they, the police, put the bodies after oh. having. Wow. Yeah. 
That's pretty good. Well, pretty I mean, good. In pretty a way, dark. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. <laughs> I mean, um, good on Lorraine and Ed. Yeah. For being that talented. But, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, and then after the seance, Ed led the group downstairs and was knocked back as if by, quote, a legion of demons. A legion? How far back did he go? And <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I, is it... <laughs> so you know how, like, a group of crows is a murder and, like, a oh, yeah. cows is a whore or a, a herd? Is a group of demons a legion? <laughs> I think so. Actually, actually, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's funny to me if that has a name, but I guess that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> I am going... Because they had set up a picture, a camera, to take pictures every, like, 15 seconds. Ooh. And... And you're going to show me some creepy pictures? I'm going to show you one picture that was taken, and I want your reaction to it. Okay. So, this picture. I was just gonna bring up this picture. I was like, dude, I was like listening to one of their podcasts and they mentioned how there's like a little boy. Yeah. And I was like, you should see that picture. So this is on the landing where I believe that guy had like the stabbing pain in his chest and had like bent over. Mm. So I believe they put the picture here and all of them were just normal picture of the hallway with the two doors. And one of them has a boy peeking around the door. Mm -hmm. As I said earlier, no kids were there. Yeah. No animals were there. I don't know why that people would think it's an animal. Right. I mean, it's a very obviously a boy. Very obviously a boy. Yeah. Like, it looks like an actual human child. Right. Arguably enough that it would definitely be thought of as staged. Look at the bottom picture. Yeah, I remember that. It's mm-hmm. it's the sun. One of the suns. Yes. People say that it looks a lot like John Matthew DeFeo. It does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and do I believe that that wasn't a staged picture? No. <laughs> but it's still creepy. <laughs> And everyone who was there swears by it. A lot of them were skeptics, too. I know. They always are. And um, it's said to be, like, one of the best pieces of evidence. It definitely... That is probably one of the few evidence that is hard for me to argue against. Because most of the time it's, like, a blurry picture or something. That's straight up a kid. Yeah, no, that's a young boy. Yeah. So, like a nine-year-old boy, which is how young old he was. Yeah. So it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um. And in a when uh they had showed the Lutzes had showed their daughter Mitzi, Missy, Mitzi, Missy, <laughs> the picture, and she was like, "That's the boy I would play with." Oh, she had a few friends then. Yeah, she had Jody and apparently this boy that never told her parents about. Oh. <laughs> I, maybe because they freaked out about Missy or Jody. Or Jody, yeah, yeah. maybe. They're, she was like, I'll keep, I'll keep this boy. What was his name? John. John. John <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> but yeah, she said that was the boy she would play with. Okay. Which is terrifying. Oh, yeah. 
I don't like kids. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> For those reasons. <laughs> and then, also, after they left, George, none of them returned mm. to get their stuff. Or did, did anyone go and grab their stuff, or did they? I don't think so. I guess it's a good excuse to redecorate your new house, but, like, also so inconvenient. Also, I'll explain more about that later. Okay. So, um... So remember Weber, William Weber, the defense attorney? Yes. He ended up doing a investigation. What a great defense attorney. He's right? really going for He's it. Going. He's like, I gotta find out that maybe he was possessed. Maybe it's less about him like helping him and more just like he has to know. That's also fair. Yeah. <laughs> so he did one um in a medium sensed a Native American chief was buried on the land. Oh, yeah, that's never good. No. But no other people were killed there. There was no other whatever. Okay. Um, and then soon after, a book had been written. Mm-hmm. The Amityville, Amityville Horror. Yes. Was written, and it went off. <laughs> Probably because it came out shortly after the Exorcist movie. Okay. Which was very popular. Mm-hmm. So people were all about um horror, horror, yeah. ghosts, right, possessions. Yeah. Um and there were some accounts of possession in the Lutz family. Mm. Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't include it cuz I thought it was weird. Okay. Yeah, I didn't understand it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the book was written, it went viral, and then it soon became a movie. Hmm. Which I was gonna watch, but in one of the, um, documentaries, it showed the director, interviewed the director, and he said that he didn't care if it was close to the reality. Okay, so So I was like... Whatever. It was made to be scary. Yeah. Although, to be fair, what happened here? Yeah. You don't have to go to much more extreme. It's already... But they did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They really did. <laughs> something to watch, but not for facts, just for Yeah. Fun. There's something about the priest being attacked by flies. <laughs> just a weird situation. Yeah, I don't know. It was... Yeah. yeah not a fan. Right. Um, and then... Decades later. Ooh. Daniel Lutz, the 10-year-old. Okay, who is now... Four Decades older? <laughs> I believe it was, he was in his 40s. Okay. He, um... Didn't speak about it for decades. Oh, yes, I remember this. Okay. And then he came out to talk about it. Yeah. And he, to this day, claims it's all true. Okay. He said that he had dreams, and he continues to have dreams of the family dog, Harry. I knew I wrote down the dog's name. (laughs) Harry going crazy and trying to kill himself. Aww. Or, like, trying to kill Daniel. Mm. Some variation. Poor Harry. (laughs) Getting roped up in all this. And then, um, he explained the garage door opening and closing, the rocking chair, and the, the angry pig. Mm-hmm. 
And then in an incident that I hadn't mentioned earlier, oh, yes. George and Kathy claimed that a window had slammed shut onto Daniel's hands. Mm-hmm. And Daniel confirmed this account. Nice. Um, and then after the inter- injury, Daniel claims a invisible ghost came into the kitchen, moved a knife for some reason. It was in the way. I guess. <laughs> moved through the table, passed through Daniel, healing his hands, and then sitting in a chair and leaving an indent in the chair. Wild. Yes. I... That's just insane. Yes. Because <laughs> didn't they say the hands were like yeah, it was fucked like, up? They were fucked up. And like, yeah. Apparently they were trying to get the window open, mm-hmm. but it would not open Oof. until they were like, okay, maybe we got to go about this a different route and kind of backed off and then it just shot open. Okay. So the next, the rest of it is mm-hmm. a part I labeled for skeptics. Okay, bring it on. Because Zoe is obviously a skeptic. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I am, like, kind of skeptical. I feel like, like you're a very good middle. Like, yeah. you... I believe what I'm, like... It has to be A lot be of stories are bullshit. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> um, so, George Lutz mm. was into the occult. George. (laughs) Why? (laughs) And levitation. And apparently he was trying to start, trying to learn how to levitate or levitate other things. I don't know. I get learning how to levitate would be cool, but like going to out of your way to actually do it is concerning. Yes. And this is alleged. Okay. From what I've heard. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently he just gave off bad vibes. (laughs) Okay. And for the record... George and Kathy were newlyweds. They okay. married a few months before. Wait, so were these kids from a previous previous relationship? Gotcha. I believe the husband died. Oh, interesting. I don't remember. Okay. Um, so, the son, Christopher, mm-hmm. who was seven, I believe, mm-hmm. claims it was a hoax. Oh. Yes. Go Christopher! Um, Kathy, George, and Daniel all insist it's true. Okay. Missy does not speak about it. I know nothing of her. She was really young also. At least it seemed. It seemed like she was really young, and I assume she just doesn't want to be involved. (laughs) Yeah. Which is completely fair. Yeah. So, that. And then William Weber. Hmm. Back again. (laughs) This guy. (laughs) This guy. He ended up suing them. The Lutzes. How? Why? They tried to sue him back. I don't know. It was a whole thing. I don't know what happened. (sighs) But there was a night that he came over. I don't know why. And they were drinking wine, having a grand old time. Were they friends with him? Uh, Enough to drink wine with him? I think they wanted to know more about, like, the murders. Oh, okay. Because, you know, all this shit was happening. Right, that makes sense. And George... Not George. (laughs) Weber Mm -hmm. gave details of the case and murder to the Lutz parents. Okay. Such as green-black fingerprint powder. 
all over the walls. Hmm. Which he believes is the inspiration for the slime. Okay. Or the ectoplasm or whatever. Yeah. And the black toilets, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, and he showed pictures from the case. Oh. Including the green-black stuff. Fingerprint powder. Yeah. And then I'm going to show you this drawing. And I want you to tell me what you think it is. A drawing? Do I get to know by who? Eventually? Eventually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, no, you never get to know. You're going to tell me what it is, and I won't tell you what it actually is. <laughs> so this picture. What do you think it is? It's like a bunch of dead people surrounding a some sort of animal that's dead? No? What is it? <laughs> that's an interesting description. It's, it's a bunch of people surrounding their sacrifice, Chelsea. What do you... Okay. What do you think the animal is? It has two... It has horns. Is, it, is that the pig? Or it looks more like a cow because it's long, but... <laughs> If you didn't know about the pig, what did you, what would you think it was? Cow. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a drawing by Missy of Jody. Oh. Okay. Which is a really weird picture, and y'all should look it up. Yeah, that is weird. Because, yeah. 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 And a lot of people think it looks like a cat. Cat? Oh, uh, yeah, I can see that. And the neighbors have uh -oh. a cat. Uh-oh. Who DeFeo, mm -hmm. Butch, called Pig. Uh-oh. Due to the size. <laughs> what a chunky boy. <laughs> so sorry you got wrapped up in all this. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so the neighbors thought that the Jody Pig thing was a hoax. Mm-hmm. And that they'd look out the window and see the cat and think it was a pig. I don't understand that part. that cat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And also, they usually explain the cat, seeing the cat from, like, a second story window. Okay. So, I don't... From, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, the, a lot of people think it's based off of the cat. Okay, so the skeptic side here is that she, you made it up off of the cat because yes. he called it pig and it was fat. And Which is still weird that she would know that. Yeah, it's a little random. Yeah. And then the new owners, who had eventually moved into the house, mm -hmm. said that they hadn't had any experiences. Oh. Um, Ed and Lorraine counter this. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> by saying that their car had the uh, new family, mm -hmm. new owners, that their car had caught on fire. Oh, suddenly and unexpectedly, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> okay, within like weeks of moving in. Hmm, which is weird. Yeah, not gonna lie. That that's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Um, I also don't understand cars though. Also fair. Maybe there's an explanation. I wouldn't know it, though. I mean, I assume they had it looked at. Yeah. <laughs> or threw it away, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. How bad did it burn? I don't know. <laughs> okay. The Lutzes, uh, George and K, 
Kathy took lie detector tests. Lie detector. <laughs> fuck. Lie detector tests. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they passed. Mm. And I know you think that they're bullshit because I kind of are. <laughs> I know you think they're bullshit because I also think they're bullshit. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> But, um, I mean, that's a little bit in their favor, but yeah. it's not a great argument. No. Um, allegedly, George wasn't a great stepfather. Mm. He was harsh and strict and not very nice. Okay. But also people said that he was a great man, and Ed and Lorraine said he loved his children. Mm. Like, I also don't know when, he ever, when they ever saw the children with him. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But, um, yeah. Ed and Lorraine mm-hmm. insist that it's true. Of course they do. This is their living. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, and during an investigation, Weber's maybe? Mm. They had been going through the house and they found a certain spot on the second floor that caused a window on the first floor to open and close. Wait, so like if you stood there and then yeah, stepped, if you stepped on it, it would open. If you stepped off <laughs> of it, it would close. <laughs> Which would explain why it would open and close randomly. That's so funny and yeah. weird. Just like the ghost is like, do it, step right there, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you take off, and it's like, oh, oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So, um, a lot of people say that, um, Daniel believes it, and the kids believed it at the time, Mm -hmm. because of, like, the power of suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, If it's not true, that would make sense. They're young. Yeah. Yeah. Young and influential. Influential. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Easily influenced. Yeah. I was like, what's the opposite of influential? (laughs) Yeah. Um, DeFeo Jr. Mm-hmm. Back to him. As I said before, he claimed that he was possessed by ghosts in the house. Yeah. Um, something very odd is that DeFeo Sr., who was not. He did not believe in ghosts. Okay. He had the house exercised. Hmm. That's a little weird. Very weird, and people around the neighborhood thought it was very weird, because as I said, he was very outwardly didn't believe in... Any of that. Any of that. Hmm. And then, as you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. as we both mentioned earlier, (laughs) that they left all their stuff. Yeah. So, some of the things they left mm-hmm. was a brand new boat that had Jen been just purchased. Why would you not grab the boat? And also, George had two custom motorcycles oh. that were left. Fancy. Why not grab them? Because you think that they're tainted? No, I don't know. <laughs> they just, they left all of their stuff, um... They have pictures from the night that they did that large investigation mm-hmm. of all of the stuff still being there. Okay. 
So, um, when this new family moved in, did they get the stuff? Did they get rid of the stuff? I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> Got a new boat and a yeah. house. I'm impressed they were able to sell it after all the publicity right? happened. Yeah. Yeah. And part of the reason that the house became so famous is because... It's just a picture of the house. It's a... Stop. Wait. You can only read stop. Um, I mean, looks like a barn. Like a yeah, upgraded kinda. barn. It's a nice house. <laughs> and then, but people lost their minds over these two windows. Okay. The two top windows. Yeah. Because a lot of people claim they look like eyes. And it looked like the house was watching you. Ah, that's... Just part of the reason it became so famous. I mean, yeah. But it is a... Large house. Pretty. With a boathouse. Ooh! See that? That's the boathouse. And then that's a river. Damn! Or no, that's a river. But there's a river. $80,000. Yeah, so it's a very nice house. Yeah. That they bought for a very small amount. Yeah. And then just abandoned. Right. Which is sketch. Um, I... My theory... Tell me. Going out of it is... The dad was into the occult. Yes. So he believed in this stuff. Yes. Probably. I assume. Right. I... When people believe in things uh, actively, like, really believe in things, and little things happen... They believe that it's something. Yeah. And I think it's kind of an escalated version of the dad believing, the mom probably getting roped in, the kids are young. That's fair. I mean, it could be. And one of them... One of them does claim it's not true. One out of four? Three. Three is not good odds, but... One claims it's true, one claims it's not true, one one won't speak. Yeah. Because she draws creepy cat pig drawings. Yeah. It's a very creepy picture. Why'd they keep it? <laughs> and speaking of pictures, there's no explanation for the picture of the boy. Yeah, I... I mean, it's such a solid picture that the only thing is it would have had to have been staged. Like, it's not one of those pictures that's yeah. shaky and you're like, oh, like, it's a lens flare, or like, it's yeah. blurry or something. Like, it's either staged or it's real. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's real. At least the picture. I don't know about the pig. Right. That's weird. I don't believe the ectoplasm. Ectoplasm is a... That one... Yeah, that, that one I'm like... Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, I believe they thought they saw these things. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> but I'm not gonna... Dispute that. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's as far as I can take it. I believe it's a creepy house, and I believe I would yeah. buy it for $80,000. I mean, that's fair. I would, too. I mean, even if you could resell it for a better yeah. price, go in there, be like, nothing happened, and then resell it. Right? I don't know. It's all very interesting, very sketchy. They didn't... I don't think they went into the house being like, ah, we're gonna make up this story. Yeah. I think something's happened, and like you said, it was exaggerated. Yeah. 
I don't think that they went to make up the stories. I just think that they were believers. They were believers, and something happened that scared them away. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense for them to make it up because it doesn't seem like they really profited off of this. Like, all this stuff made about their house, did, I don't think they would have got money from I don't that. Because so. um, the movie, which took place at the house, mm-hmm. wasn't actually filmed at the house because they couldn't get the rights. Whatever. Rights or. Yeah. Permission. Permission, yeah. Yeah. And the house is still there. It has a new address. I'm not gonna tell you. You can easily look it up. <laughs> but um, one of the re- one of the reasons they changed it is because people would just go to it and be like, ah, can I come into your home? <laughs> people are so fucking weird. People are so weird. And like, I kind of get it. They're like, it's a haunted house, but it's a house. Yeah, it's also being lived in. <laughs> people live there, and they don't. I understand, but it's some thing that I would never do. Yeah, no. It seems like if it was like a museum. Weird. Yeah. Or like something like that, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But Go like, check it out. But like, someone's actively living in the house, and you're just like, huh, can I come in? They're yeah. Like, we're making dinner, dude. Like, go away. Yeah, so it's very interesting. Yeah. It's creepy. Very creepy. That's the thing. Even if I don't necessarily believe, still creepy. I'm on, like, so if we're gonna put the skepticism level, starting with, like, Shane Midday <laughs> as a zero, I don't think Ryan would be a ten. No. But... He's like an eight, maybe? Yeah, Shane Bidet's a zero, though. Oh, absolutely. I'd He's say... also a demon. <laughs> right, so obviously, why would he admit? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say you're like a five, you're like middle ground. You see both ends? Yeah. I think I'm like a two. That's fair. Because, <laughs> like, it's I still. Think you'd be a three. Maybe a three, because it still creeps me out. Yeah. Like, whether or not I believe, it's still creepy. The idea that it could, because I'm open to the possibility, I just have nothing that has convinced me yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a five or a six. You're like, a three. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that picture is very creepy. No, it is creepy. And it, even if it was staged, it's even, creepy. Yeah, even if it's staged, and something about the eyes. The glowing eyes. Yeah. Like, I know cameras reflect, but like, it's really reflecting. It's very much reflecting. It yeah. kind of reminds me of what Daniel said, um, laser beam eyes. Oh. Also, I just thought of <laughs> Good job. I'm just connected. You're putting it all together. I'm putting it all together. They just see this young boy and they're like, oh, it's pig. <laughs> it's pig. <laughs> Maybe it changes. Uh, Maybe. So the idea is that the pig's a demon. Yes. Yeah. That is the idea. Which is apparently a way that things are represented through pigs. Yes. I honestly hadn't heard until we started listening to the And That's Why We Drink podcast. Which is our inspiration. Right. And they mentioned that pigs are, like, known. And they both were like, yeah. And I'm like, what? I thought it was, like, goat men. <laughs> it's a lot. A lot. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess I don't but go yeah, that far. Pigs are it. one of them. I think part of it is because, although very intelligent, mm-hmm. pigs don't give a fuck about anything. If you put a body in front of them, oh, they will it'll eat it. Oh. Sure. I mean, no care in the world. Yeah. They would eat themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. So, like, although very smart, they don't seem to have emotions. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not a pig expert. Yeah. I could be very wrong. <laughs> if you own pigs, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Do your pigs have emotions? 
<laughs> is your pig Babe from the movie Babe? Or is your pig a demon pig? <laughs> a demon pig named Josie. Yeah. Jody. Jody. We keep getting Missy and Jody just yeah. fucked up constantly. I don't know how. Okay. Well, it's creepy. It's um, creepy. I wouldn't live in that house. In they all should reality. turn it into a museum. I think they could make a lot of money off of it. Oh, they definitely could. Like, why? But why also, it's a very nice it? property. I guess so, yeah. With a boathouse. I don't know. I'll be honest. If I bought the house, probably turn it into a museum. Oh, that's fair. I would that is completely buy fair. it and then resell it for someone else to turn into a museum because I don't want to deal with the work. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I guess. I guess if you kept it, you'd make more money, but, like, ugh. Yeah. Then if it is haunted, I am gonna get possessed, <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I don't know, it's a very weird story. It's weird. That starts real fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked up through the entire thing, really. I mean, it definitely has a lot of convincing evidence that stuff could be real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, the picture. <laughs> Sounds <Yeah>. like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> I thought somebody died. <laughs> I mean, um, in case the microphone didn't pick it up, which you probably didn't. Yeah, I don't think it would have. Zoe's roommate gasped very dramatically. <laughs> Loki sounded like a squeal, though. I was like, nope. <laughs> Zoe's like, the pig is coming. <laughs> Jody. Jody, no. Matt. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, I mean, I th I think we've said everything. <laughs> we have to end it. <laughs> we have to end it. Um, hopefully you liked it. Yeah. We clearly don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we're working on it, guys. We're trying our best. We're trying our best. We are going to get better. I imagine. I hope so. I hope we so. We just stay this level of mediocrity. <laughs> We're just like, eh, they're okay. <laughs> they're okay. They're amusing enough. <laughs> they're, eh. <laughs> yeah, I hope we get better. I hope we get better. I hope people actually listen. Oh my gosh, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. Tell, if you are listening, tell people about us. Yeah, if you're listening and you have friends that also enjoy shit like this you know yeah the fucked up side of life pass it around <laughs> pass it around pass it, <laughs> pass it around like cold beer i was thinking like a joint <laughs> <laughs> i was like do people pass around cold beer they shouldn't they really should wait but why are you allowed to pass around a beer and not a joint or or a joint and not around. a beer yeah because i don't know i don't know I don't know. I guess people that drink and people that smoke have different thoughts of life maybe people that smoke are just more into other people. I don't know. Friendly. Into other people. <laughs> They're friendly. They're sociable. And drunk people are what? Horny? Yeah, I guess. Horny and selfish. <laughs> they won't share their beer. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That well, was... What a random tangent. Okay. Really Anyways, trying to end the podcast. Um, <laughs> Tell people about us. Yeah. Give us a like. I don't know. I don't really know how... Um, podcast work yet I don't to be 100% um, honest listen to it give us a review on apple 
something. The Apple thing. The, Apple the one thing. run by Apple. Yeah, the one Apple podcast. Yeah. Apple, Apple Play, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I don't... I use Spotify. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah. And you can... You can't really... You can save it. You can save it. It doesn't help us, but you, you can, can follow do it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen follow. to it. Yeah, listen. We'll know if you listen. Follow us on social media. Oh, yeah. That's what you can do. We will... Zoe will start on Twitter because I refuse to go on Twitter. Yeah, I have to have Twitter because of my YouTube channel, so... Oh, yeah. Zoe has a YouTube channel. Aww. You should follow <laughs> that, too. At yeah. Zoe B. Oh, my gosh. You remember my app. I remember. I still don't watch the videos. That's okay. There people... I have 94 minutes of watch time total on my channel, nice. which is insane that people have spent over an hour <laughs> watching my shitty, like, 10-minute video. Listen, I'll watch it. You don't have I will. I can also see when people click off. People click off at 6 minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds averagely, and it's a 13-minute video. And I'm like, that's <laughs> fair. I would, too. Listen, I will watch it. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. <laughs> You'll get to it. But yeah, um, we will have a Twitter and an Instagram, and it'll probably be and, not and, <laughs> at yeah. Vibin or Dian. Yeah. V-I-B-I-N. No G's. No G's. We're too cool for G's. We're too cool. <laughs> we're too busy vibing. Yeah, we're too busy vibing to add a G. <laughs> yeah, and give us feedback or stories you want to hear. Please do. We're good to go. Um, so yeah, social media. Let us know what you think. Mm -hmm. If you like it. If there's something we can do better. I am assuming there is. Oh, I'm assuming there's a lot of things. We, <laughs> we are open to feedback, for sure. We are opening to feedback. Please be nice. <laughs> Chelsea's sensitive. I am too, to be fair. We're both very sensitive. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. <laughs> that is the goal. <laughs> well, apparently we're vibing this week. But yeah. Also, we're both dying because we don't eat. Yeah, we're now dying because we're hungry. Yeah. But, you know, tune in next week to see if we're vibing or dying again. <laughs> yeah, and we'll have different stories. Yeah, I'll be doing something spooky, and you'll be doing something creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, just not very specific. Not at all.